Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Wow, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And I'm your host, Dr. Pat, coming to you live like a lot of hours a week. Why? Because I love what I do and we're reaching so many people across the globe. It's amazing how many of you are out there that really are calling for a different kind of talk radio, and we're right there ready to give it to you. We've got a fabulous show tonight. Everybody out there, you're going to be blown away. I hope that we can get everything in in the hour because I've got an incredible guest. Uh, Dr. Jillian Holloway is the author of four books on dream analysis and a university instructor at uh, Maryland Hurst University near Portland. I hope I've got that right. But the point of all of this is that Dr. Holloway has been on radio, television. She's a veteran of more than 400 interviews. You name it. ABC's 2020, her work has been featured in Self, in Health Magazine, Cosmopolitan, The Washington Post, and beyond. But here's what I love about this. One researcher to another. Her research... Her research is not based on hearsay, but think about this. Think about a database of 30,000-plus dream cases. Oh, my goodness. Now, in order for you to really grasp what that means, you're going to be talking with someone that really loves what she does. And that's why tonight's show is amazing. So think about this. The show is called Empower Yourself by Understanding Your Dreams. And Dr. Jillian Holloway is joining tonight's show as one of the leading folks in this field. So get ready to talk about understanding dreams. Get ready to call in to receive a copy of her book. And get ready to step into the dream world. Dr. Jillian, what a great honor it is to have you here. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. I've been really looking forward to it, Pat. I'll tell you, I have been so looking forward to this as well. And I have to start with kind of at the beginning. I, I'm always so curious about each, how each of us kind of gets on the path that we're on. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And so it's almost like I want to ask you the most ridiculous question of all. I mean, did you actually dream that you would be living the life that you're living, becoming a dream expert? Well, in fact, I did uh, to some extent. <laughs> I, I went to school to become more of a traditional psychotherapist, mm-hmm. but when I was graduating around that time, I started having recurring dreams that I was teaching people a, about their dreams and interpreting them and, and offering classes and so forth. And I thought, well, I wonder what that symbolizes. And I just had that, a series of those dreams, and I called um, one of the leading experts in San Francisco, and I said, well, what do you make of this? And she said, well, here's what I make of it, to be working with dreams. And and I had been studying with dreams for several years, but it didn't, you know, that's not really a job, and it didn't occur to me that this was going to be my life's work. But, um, you know, I just started. She said, talk to everybody who will listen, and, 
<laughs> go everywhere you can and do everything you can. And, of course, it, it just sort of snowballed from that. But it did. I did get the nudge from a series of dreams. Well, I mean, it's kind of interesting because I love how each of us gets to pick out that thing. Or if we don't pick it out, it kind of picks us out. Many of my listeners heard how I started on radio, which most people would call a fluke of some sort. But what I want to talk with you about is the approach that you've taken to understand dreams. And the reason I'm so fascinated by this is because I truly appreciate research. And when it comes to really talking about studying something, you know, as esoteric as some people would call dreams, it really gets to be juicy to find out what you've discovered. If I were to ask you what some of the ahas have been in your research, in your work, in your life, what would they be? They would be that our dreams are so much more similar than dissimilar. Um, when you look at a dream, if you're not used to looking at them, you know how they look like a bunch of gobbledygook. Yeah. Um, but if you look at tens of hundreds of thousands of them, you start to see that there is a pattern, almost like a television show. And they really have a great similarity. And because of that similarity, we can look at clusters of them and see, well, what are the dreams that we have when we're 15 years old? And how are they different from the dreams that we have when we're 80? Um, what are the differences between men and women? And one of the big ahas for me was just that, that dreams are developmental. They are age-specific to a great extent. And they seem to be setting us up to cope better with the challenges that we have at different parts of our life. And I think that's one of the big functions of dreams. Um, and that's why they're worth looking at, because they are kind of setting you up for the next stage, for the next big thing in your life. You know, this is really a great conversation to have. And so let's start in a couple different places. But before we do, I want to just let our listeners know that this is a very, very special show tonight. Uh, for those of you just tuning in, you're tuning in to the Dr. Pat Show. We're thrilled to be here with you. We have a toll-free number for those of you out there that want to chat with us and, and you know, chat with my very special guest joining me here today, uh, Dr. Jillian Holloway. And I, I want to make sure all of you have the opportunity throughout the hour to call in. We're just going to open up these phone lines for you all and what we'd love to do is make sure that um, you have an opportunity to call in. And the first three folks to call in and come on air, we'd love to give a copy of the book, and we're going to talk about it in a minute. So get ready to write this number down. We've got uh, 888-815-9756. That's 888-815-9756. That's toll-free in the United States and Canada. And we look forward to getting your call. Um, our fabulous producers are ready to take your call. They'll put you in queue. We'll get your questions on air. Uh, I, I, by the way, uh, Dr. Holloway, I, I want to tell you I love this book. I love the complete dream book. I love what you've done here, and it is so fascinating to me. What happens when we do dream and it disturbs us, but we kind of ignore it thinking it will go away? Does that do anything for us? <laughs> <laughs> no. Unfortunately, that is kind of a formula for creating more bad dreams. Um, 
And that's one of the things that people aren't clear about is they have a disturbing dream. The first thing you want to do is try to get up and get it out of your mind, especially if it was disturbing. But by writing it down or talking it over with somebody or making some notes about it um, or just writing down a little bit about it so that you can return later to look at it, that will help you to understand it, but it will also help to reduce the, the trauma of the dream. One of the best ways to get rid of nightmares is to start writing your dreams down and, and looking at them and exploring them. It's almost as if uh, the other half of your mind gets tired of being ignored, and if you don't really pay any attention, it starts to yell at you more loudly with whatever is being reflected in the dreams. And that, that kind of volume control turns out to be drama or violence or fear in dreams. It's like the emotional drama of the dream is, is a way of the mind kind of shouting at you. So the way to counteract that is not to turn away from your dreams, but to turn towards them. Okay. So when we look at our dreams, and, we, and, we, and there's so many of them, and I think that, you know, for, for our listeners tonight, it's going to be really important to sort of kind of run the gamut. I mean, on the one end of the continuum, if there is such a thing, on the one end, we have the juicy dream, the dream that we always want to have. That's the one, the big dream, the dream mm-hmm. where we find the pot of gold at the end of our <laughs> rainbow. We find the love of our lives. Then on the other end, it's like on Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Uh, and you know that you know what that movie's about, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. How is it that we come to truly interpret or find out the meanings, especially if the meanings aren't exactly what we think they are? Well, everybody kind of has a hazy idea that dreams are symbolic or that parts of them are symbolic, but we don't know where to go from there. And what I've discovered in my research, and a lot of people are observing this as well, one of the fastest ways to get a really pragmatic and accurate sense of what a dream is about is to look at the action of the dream rather than the objects in it or rather than the symbols. Look at the action as a, as a sort of core um, theme, and that will tell you what's going on. If you're uh, trying not to drown and you're in a flood, there's a struggle there for survival, and there's a rush of some kind of flood, whether it's emotion or uh, overwhelm or something. And that just gives you a quick bottom-line sense of what the dream is about. That's much more effective than trying to take a symbol and look up the symbol, and it doesn't mean much to you. And that's just a really long road to nowhere in some cases. You know, in the book, you start out the book by talking uh, about the dream you can't forget. I think everybody listening to the show are pretty much people have one of those dreams that just won't let go of us. And and I, I guess I'm not referring to, you know, a dream that happened yesterday, but some of us have dreams we had when we were, we were little children, and we've kind of brought them forward. And I guess my question is kind of twofold. I mean, for you, have you had those dreams? And more importantly, what should one do when these dreams just keep coming to the surface? Well, if you, have, if you notice that a theme or something in the dream is repeating, that's a really easy way to determine that, hey, you've got a live one here. You've got something that, I mean, one strange night could be the pizza that you had. But if you're having an elaborate theme 
over and over again, that's no accident. There's no way that you can explain that away. It's part of your own mind that is creating a story, and it's reflecting something back to you in a particular way. So that's a time to really pay attention to it and start to make some notes about it and especially look at the action. When I was a youngster, I wanted to be a writer more than anything else in the world. And I scribbled and wrote novels and, you know, stuck them in the mailbox without stamps. And I I just was determined to do that. But as I grew up, I learned that that was just not a practical occupation. And so I kind of put it aside. Well, while during my college years, I I often had dreams that I had murdered someone. And I had buried her in the basement, and I didn't want anyone to find out. But she was starting to smell, and, you know, bones would pop up from the basement floor. And I could I could remember in these nightmares that, that for some reason this woman was a writer, and I had killed her off, and I couldn't remember why I had killed her, but I felt terrible about it, and I didn't want to be exposed. And that was a recurring dream that I'd have, oh, two or three times a year throughout my young adulthood. And... I I later realized that that was because that was part of my life path was to be a a writer, and I knew that coming in. But because I thought it wasn't realistic, I killed off that ambition and that desire. But we can never kill off that important half of ourselves. It sort of comes back to haunt us, And, and it's never really dead. It's just temporarily put on the back burner. So that's an example of a recurring dream that has an important message, even though the the dream itself is ugly or gross or or scares the dickens out of you. Well, we're going to talk about that when we come back from break because there's lots to talk about. I want to make sure all of you know you have an opportunity to bring your dream on air. Let's see if we can get Dr. Holloway to help us out with some of this when we come back. We'll be talking about some of the characters that show up. And by the way, you know, how does sex and romance really show up in dreams and do they really mean what you think? When we come back, I'll be sharing a story from my childhood and get some help from the doc. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Very special guest joining us here today, uh, Jillian Holloway. The book is the complete dream book. We've got lots to talk about. And remember, 888-815-9756. We'll be right back, everyone. Stay tuned. Is your soul thirsty for love this Valentine's Day? Fill it up with Aqua Mantra's I Am Loved Water and feel the love with every conscious sip. You attract love into your reality when you're overflowing with love from within. Pick up a case of Aqua Mantra's award-winning premium natural spring water that flows from the abundant streams of Mount Palomar, California. Now in our brand new biodegradable and recyclable bottles. On sale at aquamantra.com forward slash I Am Loved. And know you are loved. Are you concerned about a specific health issue? Do you want to know what causes it? Are you ready to tap into the inner wisdom of your body and listen to what it is telling you? It's a scientific fact that your health condition, present circumstance, and excess weight are not the result of your diet, exercise regime, or genetic makeup. Your thoughts, feelings, and emotions all directly and specifically influence all your body functions, including heart rate, digestion, and organs. Anger is stored in the liver, Resentment is stored in the gallbladder, and lack of support shows up in your back. Our bodies give us clues to how we have been thinking, feeling, and acting. Dr. Cal specializes in interpreting these clues, ignites your inner healer, and guides you step-by-step to continuous, positive, and lasting health changes. When you change your mind, you change your life. 
get in your driver's seat today, visit AskDrKel.com. That's A-S-K-D-R-K-E-L.com. Ladies, are you living an inspired life? Do you yearn for a more passionate, dream-filled life? Here's Linda Joy, founder of Aspire Magazine, and she has a gift for you. Aspire has launched its Mission to Inspire initiative with a commitment to give away 100,000 one-year digital subscriptions to women around the globe. Every subscription comes with a multitude of free gifts from our team inspiration partners. To claim it all, go to AspireMag.net today. No purchase necessary and live an inspired life. Ready to manifest your heart's desire? Want to know the secret to navigating life's in-between times with confidence and skill? Ready, Set, Manifest with Life Coach Debbie Lacey offers real tools to coach yourself through the in-betweens and leaps in life. Say goodbye to being stuck and hello to Ready, Set, Manifest. Visit TheInspiredCoach.com and join the next Ready, Set, Manifest telegathering. You're not lost. You're getting ready. Visit TheInspiredCoach.com. E-Cloth, the only cleaning solution you'll ever need. E-Cloth's fiber function does the cleaning, not a chemical reaction. Also, no paper towels or chemicals to buy, so you'll save lots of money. And E-Cloths are guaranteed to thoroughly clean for years. The whole time, safer for you, your family, the environment, and saving you lots of money. As a Dr. Pat Show listener, get 20% off everything you order and free shipping. Go to ecloth.com and when checking out, enter Dr. Pat. You'll never go back to cleaning any other way. Reach your full potential and increase energy with the superfood of the Inca, Maca Magic. Maca naturally balances hormones, relieves symptoms of PMS, menopause, and erectile dysfunction. Maca increases energy, stamina, and endurance without caffeine. Visit macaroot.com. That's M-A-C-A root.com. Call 541-846-6222. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. Products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Neshama Living, where your optimal health begins with awareness, grows with knowledge, flourishes with proactive solutions, and is practiced as a way of life. Neshama Living is dedicated to wholeness of body, mind, and spirit. The Neshama Living Hour is coming to the Dr. Pat Show. Get ready to regain your natural balance. Take control of your health and vitality and build your foundation for wellness with Neshama Living on the Dr. Pat Show. Remember, for our dogs and cats to live long and happy lives, just like people, they are what they eat. Wellness carefully selects wholesome ingredients to create food you can trust to provide the foundation of your pet's well-being. True wellness means every ingredient has a purpose in every recipe they make. You can trust the quality of all ingredients in wellness from their source to your pet's bowl. Visit wellnesspetfood.com to find a pet specialty retailer near you. Wellness Natural Food for Pets, where true wellness begins. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. I'm so thrilled that you could join us here tonight. I want to make sure that you get all the information that you need for tonight's show. Uh, if any time throughout the show you would love to call in, ask my very special guest question about your dreams, you can do that easily. 888-815-9756. 888-815-9756. And those of you that are joining us through instant messaging, and there are many of them popping up, 
uh, welcome to the show, and I will try to get your questions on air. Joining me tonight is, you know, this incredible, incredible expert on dreams. I'm so thrilled she's here joining us tonight, uh, Dr. Jillian Holloway. And the book is, though the book that I have, one of the books she's written, is The Complete Dream Book, Discover What Your Dreams Reveal About You and Your Life. And this book, by the way, is jam-packed with goodies. And I get to cut to the chase by asking her some of the questions that I had while I was reading the book. Uh, Dr. Jillian, thank you so much for joining us today. This is fascinating work, fascinating work. Oh, thank you. Yes, it's, it is. I find it very compelling. Let's do this. Before we go on to questions, I would love for people to know how they can find out more about you, about your calendar, uh, website. Why don't we give folks your website? Okay. Um, my website is lifetrex.com. That's L-I-F-E-T-R-E-K-S. And um, there's lots of free information there. There's lots of dreams that have been interpreted there. Um, articles and questions, and of course, then you can find out about my books. The book that you have, Dr. Pat, the complete dream book, is the one that I recommend to people if they have lots of questions about how we can finally start to understand how to unravel and interpret a dream. That's the one that describes most of my research, so it's a real good place to start. So one of the things that I wanted to ask you are what some of the misconceptions are. I was sharing during the break that mm-hmm. as a child growing up, I mean, I would go out and I would watch all of these horror movies. For whatever reason, I love them. You mm-hmm. name it. All of the giant dinosaurs, Frankenstein, Dracula, you I mean, come on. It, it, it was with me all the time. And then at night, I would have these very strange dreams. At first, they would be nightmares. But what I did is all of a sudden, I befriended all of these creatures in my dreams. So what I want to ask you, I know, she's thinking, okay, you're going to have to sign up for some therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But what I wanted to ask you is there are some misconceptions. For example, dreaming about creatures that kill other creatures. Some people would say, wow, that's a dream about your life falling apart. But yet it may not be. Horror dreams or nightmares may or may not be what they seem to be on the surface. Is that true or not? That's absolutely right, Dr. Pat. Um, nightmares and, and even it's, it's pretty normal for dreams to have an edge of anxiety to them and it's pretty normal for them to be violent and even sometimes gross. Um, a lot of things happen to the body in dreams. That tends to be the way that we symbolize almost any life event. So if you get close to someone in waking life, or you get close to a new idea, you may be having sex with someone in a dream. If you're hurt by someone by day, you may get stabbed in the back in a dream. If you have a new idea by day, you may have a baby in your dream. But notice that it all happens to your body, and that's one reason why the dreams, when you wake up, you think, ugh, they're so violent or they're so messy. But that's because they're always making something emotional into something physical in the dream, and that's just perfectly natural. So the point that I'm driving at is that I don't want people anymore to feel like they're going to um, be implicated or they're going to be incriminated if they've had a strange dream. What you'll find out is always a relief, and it's always something empowering. Mm. So are there some dreams that are more important to try to remember than others? Um, There are some people that dream all the time, and there are other people, people like me, that I 
if I'm dreaming, I'm not remembering it, especially these days. Mm-hmm. And so what should we be paying attention to here? The dreams that you have uh, that if you have something that recurs, that's always a sign that it's something worthy of paying attention to. Because okay. if you haven't gotten it the first couple of times and your mind thinks it's important enough to keep reflecting the same idea to you, it's something that's going to be of great value once you do understand it. And it's not something that you're you're automatically picking up on your own. So that's a very strong signal. Also, if it's unsettling or disquieting um, or if you're losing something or um, experiencing some kind of harm, those are dreams that are important. If the how if the house catches on fire, for example, those are crisis dreams that are definitely trying to alert you to something. They're not saying, hey, look out, your life is about to uh, fall off a cliff, but they are saying, heads up on this, you're missing something and you do want to pay attention to it. And um, it's what we call dream vigilance. So if you have a crisis dream, that's a great one to pay attention to. It might be a warning or it might just be trying to tell you, look, you need to step back and start taking care of yourself, not being Superman or Superwoman all the time. And I want, let's talk about this for a minute because, you know, the book, definitely the book I'm referring to, for those of you that might be just tuning in, the complete dream book has lots and lots of information to help folks. Let's talk about the symbolism because this has always fascinated me. In, you know, whether it is having a dream and that pair of car keys that keep showing up or, you know, the pit bull that shows up that you've never owned. I mean, I don't even know what some of these symbols might be. But for a lot of us, me in particular, I am always visited by a wolf of some kind. Mm-hmm. You know, somewhere in the background, there is some kind of wolf in the dream. And I've never actually seen a wolf, but it's sort of become my life totem and I don't know about it so can you talk a little bit about these symbols about these things that may come up in the middle of the dream some of them may make sense Mm -hmm. but like in my case it may not make sense in a logical way well you've touched on something really important Dr. Pat which is uh, animals in dreams are very very prevalent and like you said if you haven't encountered a wolf and most of us haven't but they're very common in dreams so are snakes Most of us don't have anything to do with them. So are whales. Most of us don't really get to see a whale, yet they're very common in dreams. And one reason is because these particular animals um, have a quality that captures uh, a certain energy in our lives. Sometimes it's power. Sometimes it's freedom, authenticity. The wolf has to do with wildness. And there's always, as you can see from the book, what happens in our dreams is that there is either a positive portrayal or a negative portrayal. And just to be brief, a wolf can represent like the wildness and the spiritedness of the person. Kind of, you know, you you can live in a pack, but you're your own person. You're definitely individualistic. That tends to be what goes with the wolf in a positive sense. In a negative sense, it's the wolf at the door. It's the thing that you never want to experience. It's the thing that keeps you driven to stay ahead and to work hard um, and, and to avoid hunger and those kinds of things. So, you know, I don't know what your wolves are doing in your dreams, but those are some ideas about how the wolf often appears. Well, what's interesting about the wolves in my dream, and I don't know if those of you out there have similar 
uh, questions, but they're always there and they're always in the background. And they actually aren't doing very. <laughs> they actually aren't doing very much of anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're there and they're stoic and they're looking. I mean, and that's just one example. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, there's so many things that we can learn. I'm getting a couple of instant messages in here. I'd love to talk with you about. One of them is this. It's this is an instant message, and I'm not sure where this is coming from. It says, "Look, there are some old wives' tales. For example, if someone is having a baby, that meant that someone is going to die." If you fall and really hit the bottom, you will die. Are these things true, or are they wives' tales? <laughs> why do why, why do the why are the wives getting the blame for some of this? Stuff? That's that's the question I want to explore now. Go well, ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, until the last really until the last twenty years, we haven't been able to do very good research with dreams, and so it's fallen into the realm of folklore and ancient mythology which was kind of hit or miss. And what would happen would be somebody would have a particularly weird dream. They would remember it, and then the next day something would happen, and they'd say, aha, I dreamt of a lightning bolt, and the village women went into labor. And so whenever you dream of lightning, it means that all the women are going to have be fertile. And they would kind of make up a theory based on what happened that way. So there are a lot of these folklore theories around the world in different in different cultures they vary but um, one is that if you fall and you hit the ground that you will die and fortunately you know what happens is you get you get um, agitated when you're falling in a dream you get panicky and that wakes you up and so the people would think oh thank goodness I almost died last night because I had this dream well in fact now that we can look at so many numbers of dreamers we see that people hit the bottom all the time in their dreams. And sometimes they bounce, sometimes they die in the dream and they step out of their body and shudder and say, ugh, I hate when that happens. But it doesn't harm you. Uh, But we didn't know that before. We were looking at such large numbers of dreams. You know, I have to ask you this question. I've been dying to do this since I read the book. Okay. You have been in this research, and I think I mentioned close to 20 years or somewhere in that area. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm wondering what dream or dreams that you've come across that have, ap- that have either put you kind of in this state of baffling to figure out or you've been able to say, wow, this is like a one-of-a-lifetime kind of dream. I'm just curious if there are any that you've come across that fit that, or are there are they more generic? Do they have more themes? Well, there are about 200 um, thematic dreams in North America, and that's primarily and in Australia and Great Britain as well. But that's primarily the the area that I've studied. Um, and so th- those are quite common, and they are, you know, you're going back to school and you didn't pass the class, and so now they're going to revoke your diploma, even though you're in your 40s or 30s. Um, there's, did you have to bring that one up? <laughs> Is that one of did yours? You, did you have to bring that one up? There you go. We'll talk about psychic dreams next, but I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> So that's an example. Or you lose your car. You park in the parking lot and you go in and do your, do your thing and you come out and your car's not there. 
That is a very common, that's one of the American dreams, and that's a very common one. So there's all these little anxiety dreams that we have, and there's almost, like I say, around 200 of them that are very common, losing your teeth and losing your wallet and trying to get to the airport on time and you still miss the plane. There's all these sort of busy stress dreams that we have and self-doubt dreams, and those are the themes where busy people who are striving to do almost too many things What we do with the pressure is we doubt ourselves, we kind of beat ourselves up, and we have these anxiety dreams of a lot of different flavors. Um, But the dreams that I find most provocative, and I'm, I'm stumped, and yet I am driven to research them, are the dreams where it seems, though, someone who is deceased comes back and has a message for the dreamer. Now, people have talked about these forever, and we assumed that, that they were kind of sad. They were grief dreams. This is what you do uh, when you miss someone and you wish they weren't gone. You dream that they're not really dead. But as I've been looking at these dreams, and I've got about 3,000 of them now, mm-hmm. I see that many of them are quite different from an ordinary dream. Okay. Qu- the quality is different. The, there is no theme. There is no plot. Um, and... The dreamer wakes up convinced that they actually spoke to their loved one. Now, I, I've told you, I've, I've looked at about 30,000 cases, and nobody wakes up and says, oh, I think my dream really happened. Nobody says that. And yet these people who have had these visitation dreams, in many cases they say, a part of me will always believe that I really did talk to mom last night and that she really is okay somehow, somewhere on the other side. And I'm just stunned and very moved by the possibility that we are telepathic when we're dreaming and that we do survive and that somehow the bond of love is so strong that sometimes for some people we can communicate across that divide. I I love that you're bringing this up. Uh, because, uh, and I will just say this, and I'm so glad that this is showing up in your research, um, Dr. Jillian, and there's a couple reasons. I think we're faced with an interesting dilemma in our pop culture. I, I think we have a couple of really cool things going on. I think for the first time in a long time, we have, uh, we have stepped into the world of the paranormal in a way that we haven't done before. I mean, we've done it in our past. We're kind of in a really intriguing zone right now, especially with the fascination we have with vampires, mm-hmm. um, but also the fascination we have with psychic mediums and psychic medium dreams. Now, mm-hmm. one of the top television shows, as you know, is Medium. Mm-hmm. And everything that happens to her happens in the dream. <laughs> yes. What do you think about that? Well, I think that, you know, instinctively, whether we dismiss it, you know, or whether we're believers, instinctively in your gut, you know that there is a sense in which that is true. And so when you watch the show, it's a relief to have someone depicted as being true. It, It takes the burden of skepticism off of us and we're free to believe what we know in our hearts and our guts that in in some sense it's true that 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 really does happen in as we look at these dreams 
you know, it sounds like it gets clearer and clearer to, to really make the distinction between those dreams where people, you know, I talked to my dad last night. He came to me in my dream. Some people are actually, and I wanted to ask you about this, some people see their pets in their mm-hmm. dreams. I don't know if that's something you've documented as well. Um, yes, and that's one of the, the head-scratching moments. Of course, my job, <laughs> you know, every it's very humbling because every time yes. I draw a line in the sand and say there's no such thing, the next year I have to eat my hat. I'm so tired <laughs> of that, but it's absolutely my my life story. Yes, that was one of the things I wasn't prepared for when I started putting out feelers for these kinds of dreams about visitation and what we call after-death communication, that so many people wrote to me about their pets, and but with stories that just made me sit down and cry or made me sit down and have goosebumps because they are so compelling and they have, you know, they can feel the little animal, the little pet, get on their bed and it, and it wakes them up, but yet... When they get up in the morning, they think, well, was I asleep? Was I dreaming or was I, you know, but they know that they, they have the feeling that the pet was there with them. And this happens enough, uh, enough numbers of people that are highly credible that have no motivation to, to make up something like this because they're embarrassed about it to begin with. So I know they're telling me their honest experience. So, yes, I do think that pets survive, that they have their own little spirits, and that, again, that bond of love is so strong that, that we're not really separated. It just appears that we are. I wanted to ask you about this because you mentioned something, Dr. Holloway, about, you know, every time you draw a line in the sand, you have to go back and sort of revisit that. As a researcher, and I want to, I, I would love for you to share this. As a researcher, I mean, clearly you have had to follow some guidelines. And I guess my question would be, how is your approach, how is your your writing, your interpretation, different than others that are out there right now? Well, my approach is different in that it's almost more like sociology, the research that I do, than like psychology. Got it. As you you know, in the last century, Freud and Jung and, and a lot of therapists started working with dreams, discovering connections, and discovering how the dreams could help someone unravel their symptoms and their pathology and their neurosis. And so the legacy has been that if you look at a dream, you're going to find out what's wrong with you. It's kind of like a guide to symptoms and diagnosis. Well, in more recent years, my work and others, we've been looking at large numbers of dreams and seeing that, no, they're not a sign. They're not a symptom. They're a reflection. And they're the way another half of your mind, another half of your consciousness, processes what's going on in your life and prepares you to adapt to the next thing in your life. So I've been, the way my work is a little different is that I've been trying to cluster the themes and the things that we dream about and look at what kind of person has this dream. What's their personality? What's their age? What do they do for a living? Um, Are they under stress? Is it a recurring dream? And so I compile all of that data, and then I can look at the patterns. That's how I can see that when we're teenagers, we have violent dreams. And when we're young adults, we dream that family members are dying because we're changing so much that it's not that our family members die, but our past is dying off. And that's where we can start to say with some confidence, okay, if you have a certain kind of theme in your dream, there's a strong likelihood It's not a certainty, but it is a likelihood that you have a certain kind of situation going on in your life. 
And that's the connection. It's life situations to dreams. It's not psychological theories to dreams, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. And, you know, it was really interesting. I was reading one of the articles on your website, and I want to make sure everybody's got your website, lifetrekstreks.com. Uh, I was reading one of the articles on your website, and I believe it was uh, called Dreams of Destiny, The mm-hmm. Call of Your Life. And I was so fascinated to find this conversation, and I, I wanted it to, to have you talk about this a little bit because I will tell you that I do 14 hours of live radio a week, oh. and I will tell you that the most talked-about question or the most talked-about thing that seems to be uh, happening right now with my callers is life path. It's mm-hmm. life destiny. And, you know, and, and folks really having these dreams but not really knowing what to do. And so I wanted you to talk a little bit about what you've discovered about these dreams of destiny. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad you picked that article to talk about. That's one of my favorite topics. I love it. Yeah, it's something that comes up a lot um, with with my students in the university, too. They're really um, feeling a sense of calling, feeling a sense of, you know, purpose and urgency, and yet the clarity isn't always there, which is so frustrating. Um, But, yes, dreams often are um, pushing at us and coming back again and again and again trying to present some picture of what what the next thing is for us to do in terms of our life path. A lot of times um, where we are in denial mm-hmm. is around our talents and our abilities and our gift that we are meant to bring to the world. Boy, and, that is so true, though. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that becomes what psychologists talk about the shadow, the disowned self, the part that falls into the, the cracks and we try not to look at it. It's not, we know our um, flaws perfectly well. We recite them to ourselves every day. But the, the talents, the genius, the gift, uh, the thing that makes you unique, that's the part that we're in denial about. And so, guess what? That's the part that comes back over and over again in our dreams. Often it might be a celebrity. It might be if you keep dreaming about someone that has a particular talent. Um, Take a look and see if that celebrity is an exaggerated, successful version of a talent that you know very well that you have inside. That's a common way that it presents. Another way is discovering something, discovering um, the gold in the cellar or the diamonds in the backyard or the treasure right under your feet. Those types of dreams are very prevalent as well, and those are life path dreams. They're trying to say, look, quit running around in circles, quit looking on the horizon and envying other people. The thing that you're taking for granted, the thing that you feel is mundane about you, but all your friends love about you and all your family asks you to help, the thing that's right under your feet, metaphorically, that's your gift for the world. Quit stepping on it and look at it, and you'll see that it's gold. One of the things you say in this article, and I wanted you to, to, to help us out with this here in a minute, is um, you say to us, ask your dreams for more direction. Um, yeah, and, and I love that. And so uh, when you say ask your dreams for more direction, I don't know that people know that they can do that. Well, this is a huge um, 
thing that has been coming out. They used to do this, you know, in, back in the bygone ages in the temples in Greece and Rome. They would go in and sleep in the temple and ask for one of the gods or goddesses to come to them in a dream and give them guidance. Well, it turns out that this is not so crazy. In the last 15 or 20 years, we've found that it's called dream incubation or dream programming. And some people have great luck with it, and others have to practice a bit. But what happens is you can ask your dreaming mind or your subconscious or your higher self, whatever language you feel comfortable with and authentic with, if you can have dreams to help you understand something to help you understand what's going on, a certain problem, or to give you guidance or, or show you with more clarity around a certain issue. And it's, it's very, very effective around the question of a life path or a destiny because that's something that, that the dreaming mind is absolutely attuned to, like a heat-seeking missile. Even if you lose track of your life, your dreaming mind is not losing track, and it will try to show you over and over again, look, go back to the thing that you put on the back burner. Go back to the forgotten potential. Take the road now that you didn't choose when you were 20 because you had to get married and have kids. It's still there. It's still waiting for you, and you still have to finish that lesson and make that contribution. So, yeah, I had, to go to, I had to go to Woodstock. But we've got a caller calling in from New Jersey. Let's make sure we get her on the line, if you don't mind, uh, Dr. Holloway. Linda, you're there. You're, thank you for calling in. Can you hear us okay? Yes, I can. Thank you. Hi, Linda. Hi, how are you? Great. Good. This is, this is something that's very interesting to me is dreams because I'm not a big dreamer. Mm -hmm. um, my mother is, uh, dreams all the time and she always wakes up and not sure whether it's a dream or, or whether it really did happen. Mm -hmm. She's always asking questions about it. But I have a question about a dream that I had when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And um, it, we lived in a ranch house, and it was my brother, my sister, and I that were down one hallway, and my mother and father were on the other side of the house. Mm -hmm. And I was at the very end of the hallway, and then there was a bathroom, and then the, the, my brother and sister. Well, there was a witch <laughs> that used to hang out in the bathroom. And if you had to use the bathroom, she would always trap you in there. Oh. And you would have to figure out a way to get out. Now, of course, you know, there's not a lot of ways out of the bathroom except for the window out of the side of the house, and, you know, it, it was not an easy fall. Um, so I, it, it, it just, the dream kept going and going and going. And then I would try to protect my brother and sister from getting caught by her you know, I sort of stand guard to make sure that she wasn't in there when they wanted to use the bathroom, and mm -hmm. I wouldn't let her in. Mm -hmm. And it was a constant struggle all the time. But I would wake up in the middle of the dream, and I'd say, okay, you are not going back to sleep. You need to stay awake because you're not going to dream about this anymore. I mean, it was scary because I was, I was a kid. Yeah. And I would dream this almost every single night for a very, very long time, very long really? time. Really? So so for a, can you give me an age span? Oh, for when um, I was probably in my teens. Okay, really? Yeah. Oh, yep. that's that's fascinating. Usually, this is a little bit more of a younger younger kid's dream. Um, wow. And I and I, I I don't even want to tell you this, but I had it. <laughs> I had the dream a couple years ago. The same dream. Well, that's out of nowhere. A, yeah. 
That's not as unusual, Linda. What happens when we have a childhood series of dreams, it becomes an, an imprint. It becomes like the poster monster for a particular kind of stress or a particular kind of um, button that gets pushed. So later in life, you're going along, you're happy, you're minding your own business, you're in control, and something comes along and pushes that button. Or it's like getting punched in a, in a scar tissue, and it hurts, and it hurts in a particular way, or it's scary or unsettling in a particular way, and the dreamy mind says, hey, I know what this is. This is that darn witch. And you've got to be on your guard. So it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you or your life or that you didn't kind of take care of business to have a childhood dream like that again. It just means that something came along and that your your mind is so attuned, has such a keen memory that it jumped right back to that initial experience. We always jump back to the first time we've had an experience, and that's why it kind of threw that witch dream at you again. So uh, don't worry about that, but it's worthy of your attention. Uh-huh. As far as what the dream meant, um, a lot of times, the most here's the most typical scenario. There will be a person in a particular monster that you have uh, in kids' dreams. That usually actually represents a person. And it's not the whole person. It's not them themselves, but it's a side of themselves. It's like their nasty temper or the way they change moods or the way they're intolerant. It's just kind of a nasty side of someone. Um, that's scary or unsettling when you're a kid. And so you'll have a, a dream monster, if it's a nasty one, or a witch like this, that represents a side of someone who's actually in your life during those years. Um, and it's, in, it's an exaggeration, it's a cartoon, but it does reflect a side of someone in your life. Now, your job now is maybe you can, maybe you can't remember someone who was intimidating a little bit to you during those years. Hmm. And it's, it's weird. I mean, I can see her now. It's sure. so vivid. It's yeah. so vivid. I mean, she had the black hat with the points <laughs> and the, you yeah. know, the white brim and the black outfit. I mean, she even had the broom. Well, what was uh, it? What If you can come up with a word or two, what was it about her that was particularly intimidating or or mean she wouldn't let me out of the bathroom <laughs> okay so so she trapped you would you say that yeah yeah basically yeah basically. so can you think uh and she also was a threat to your other siblings right 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 she do the same thing to them so was yeah. there anyone in your circle that had a side to them that could suddenly without warning trap you or trap your your siblings, or make you feel trapped, make you feel caught. Well, as you were talking about that, I was trying to think of someone in my life, but I can't. Okay. Because I was very happy-go-lucky then. I mean, it was just yeah. Yeah. everything was peaceful, and I went about my business. Okay. Um, okay. Well, that's fine. There, you know, you may or may not be able to to make a connection there. And in fact, just because that's the most common scenario. That may not mean that this was what was going on for you, but it's just logical to go to the most common scenario first. Uh Um, Uh And it also, dreams are so exaggerated, they are so heightened, that it 
you know, it may come to you later on that, ah, wait a minute, I had a school teacher who didn't like me because I was actually smarter than she was during those years. I mean, it could be something relatively benign, but okay. something that your mind grabbed onto. Does that make okay. sense? Yes. Yeah. Yes. One thing I do want to comment on, though, Linda, is that you were the heroine of this piece. You were the one that were protecting your brothers and sisters. And so that says something about your personality and your role in life, that you tend to have a lot of leadership capabilities and be a protector, be a guardian. Is that part of what you do now as an adult? Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go, boy. Yeah, and the, uh, how and the so, caretaker. Linda? Uh, how so are you a guardian now? What are you guardian of now? Well, I feel like I'm the guardian of everything. I I, mm-hmm. I try to protect everybody from everything. I'm the caretaker for my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's 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 all those things. Um, I have a niece that's living with my mother, and um, I I try to protect her from everything. And I don't know. I tried too much to take care of everybody and not myself. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's very astute of you. That's that's the territory that comes with being a leadership person at such an early age and having that being part of your your core is that you always have to remember to take care of yourself and not leave yourself out of the equation of this caretaking. Yeah. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. Linda, you know what? We're going to give you a copy of the book. Awesome. It is awesome. awesome. I can't, uh, all I can't you're going to need to do is send me an email to info, I-N-F-O, at uh-huh. the Dr. Pat Show. Uh, any last questions you might have for our very special guest today, Dr. Joanne Holloway? No, and thank you very much. The only thing that I would say is that most of the time when I do dream, there are uh-huh. dreams that I wake up and I say, okay, do not go back to sleep. And even if I do go back to sleep, I dream it again. It continues. What should Linda do? Well, you know what, Linda, what you can do, and you're right, you don't want to go right back to sleep because you will go right back into that dream. Get up, change your pajamas or your nightgown, get a drink of water, do something to create a separator state before you go back to bed. And when you do go back to bed, ask your dreaming mind to give you the same information, the same lesson or insight, but without scaring you or depressing you. And it can present you with something that will tell you what the what the message is, but okay. it doesn't have to be so nasty. Okay. That, yeah. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. That's I a do. good one. I get, that's I, a keeper. I, that is. Thank you so much. This was great. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Thank you. you have Linda. a good day. Wow, that was fabulous. Uh, wow, Dr. Jillian, I cannot believe the hour has gone by so quickly. What I'd love to do is have you um, tell folks the best way they can find out more about you, uh, get a copy of the book, and also get some of these articles that I'm having a blast with. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, go to my website. It's lifetrex.com, L-I-F-E-T-R-E-K-S. And there are, there are connections there where you can email me if you have a question that you didn't have enough courage to come on the air or, or something that's popped into your mind. I'll be happy to try and help you with a question. And uh, the book is the complete dream book. You can get it at all the major outlets and online at Amazon as well. What is your personal message? What would you like to leave us with tonight? And thank you so much for uh, joining me here on air. 
Oh, you're welcome. I just want to encourage people to give your dreams a second look and don't be put off if they seem strange or unsettling. There is always something empowering in your dreams, and the more you look at them, the more friendly and enjoyable and joyous and expansive they will become. It will really open up for you, and it's absolutely free. This is one of the greatest gifts on the planet, and it's free, and it comes to you every night. So do give it a second look. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on the show. What a fabulous show. And everyone, this is this is one of these really great books. You're going to see it on Dr. Pat's Picks. It's uh, the complete dream book, Discover What Your Dreams Reveal About You and Your Life. It is loaded. It is so interesting to read as well. And uh, this book is by my very special guest today, Dr. Jillian Holloway. Thank you, Dr. Jillian. Thank you, Dr. Pat. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye now. And for all of you out there, I'm telling you, I know you're thinking about your dreams. I want to say to you that this is a life where so many of us dream and dream and dream. We dream about the lives that we want. We dream about the lives that we don't want. We dream about so many things. What I love is that we do get to dream. And so dream on. We'll see you next time on the Dr. Pat Show.